everybody. What is up? Welcome in to another edition of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. It is Friday, October 7, 2022. Hope you're all doing well. Excited for the weekend. Been so busy. Uh, getting into a lot of things. So, haven't really covered a whole lot this week in sports. But, uh, hopefully those things will change around maybe coming up. when oh, I do have some more flexibility. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. On my hands. But, I guess where I really want to dive into is where I've usually dived into as I restarted everything is football, NFL week five, which kicked off last night with the Broncos and the Colts. So we're just going to get into that, give my thoughts and takes on the matchups this weekend and what to expect. Um, and then soon after that, hopefully I'll kind of get some of the NBA stuff and what, look for, what, we, you know, what really is going to be exciting to look forward to this upcoming NBA season because there's a whole lot of things that are, you know, really interesting and it's going to be fun to kind of dive into it um, as we progress throughout the winter season. So let's start with week five, which kicked off yesterday with the Broncos and Colts. And what a ugly game that was. Um, and I know most people... People probably didn't tune in as much, probably, and neither did I. Uh, but then again, towards the end, we just kind of had to tune in because it's such a bizarre game. It's a bizarre game. It was it was the first game, probably, and there was a stat up on, uh, you know, Amazon, uh, you know, Prime uh, Football, um, you know, last night that there was never a game in which, you know, Two quarterbacks have made the Pro Bowls, I think, multiple times. Neither team scored a touchdown. This is the first time ever you kind of had that thing happen where, I mean, goodness, Russell Wilson wasn't great, nor was Matt Ryan. Yet, you just look at this game, I mean, the Colts ended up winning 12-9 to in overtime. And, man, it was just a bizarre game because you had both quarterbacks throwing interceptions. You felt like there was no way that the Broncos were going to blow this game. Um, but yet, some of the decision-making that went into it backfired, you know, and you just look at it, I think really there's two key points in this game that really define the game. Broncos lost this game um, big time when they decided to not run the football up three, um, you know, they were up three, I think, towards the end of the fourth quarter. And rather than running the football, and yes, the two-minute warning would have came in and they might have picked a field goal. But for them not to execute and then to throw an interception, of all things that Russell Wilson was not supposed to do, the Broncos were not supposed to do in that situation of nine to six, they ended up throwing an interception in the end zone. Um, and uh, obviously it wasn't a great moment because then the Colts got the ball and were able to tie the game. And then the second turning point in this game was the Broncos' decision to, on fourth and one, not run the football, put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands, and he missed a wide-open K.J. Hamler, uh, which if he had thrown it sooner, it could have been a touchdown. So this game really, if you look at it, honestly, it's more on Nathaniel Hackett and this Broncos offense to continue to struggle in the red zone. And that's been 
a key point for the Broncos this season. They're two and three now, right? They're two and three. They've lost. They've won a couple of games in somewhat ugly fashion, right? I think they've been in Houston, right? They've been in 49ers. Um, but outside of that, I mean, they have not looked impressive. Now, you do want to put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands to win the game and get do that. But we've seen that narrative kind of come and go a little bit with Russell Wilson where you just got to be smart in the situation. Now, the Broncos obviously got momentum building. They wanted to obviously win the game in overtime, which it was a good call on a fourth and one. But then again, where you just needed this one yard. You could have done a rollout. You could have done a quarterback fee, you know, fake. And for them not to do that rather than just have him just sit back and just sling it. And I think it was just a mistake by the Broncos and the Daniel Hackett. And Hackett this is not looking good at all because, yes, there were some situations that you do want your offense to stay on the field. They, they did convert, you know, a fourth down play in this game. But the decision not to run, run the football, not to put up, you know, put up those three points could have been really, really useful because, you know, because then the, you have the, then you have to force the Colts to drive the entire length of the field down 12 to six to win the game, uh, and so that was a costly mistake. And then the fourth and one play to me, I mean, Russell Wilson's got to be better than that. I mean, looking at the replay, it could have been a touchdown if he had thrown it sooner. And whatever happened did not work out. And so the Broncos sit at two and three now, and obviously frustrations and no doubt are boiling in Denver based on KJ Amos reaction but the Colts had no Jonathan Taylor okay their offense was not getting it going and they kept getting chances and chances against this Broncos defense they finally converted those opportunities into into points and so bizarre game not the kind of not the kind of game I expected to start week five uh could could have been a lot better I think if they just you know did something different (laughs) through that football because both teams were atrocious offensively, and the big plays came towards the end of the game, somewhat. And execution for the Broncos is not there, and it's tough for them because their offensive line is obviously hurting. Their running back, obviously Devontae Williams, was out. Uh, but even more surprising, the fact that there's just no creativity on that fourth and one play. You know, but it could have been an easy touchdown. Russell doesn't miss that. And you kind of ran it. You just needed one yard. And you decided to fling it. And Stefan Gilmore obviously made a huge play for the Colts. And that's how they end up winning that game. So moving on to week five. And some of the matches we're going to see this week. Um, this week does feature uh, a few divisional games, you know, um, which should be interesting. Also, to someone, you know, AFC NFC conference matchups should be also. Uh, fun to get into. Uh, so, some of the top games coming up this week. Um, let's, let's start with, um, you know, you have the Steelers and the Bills. And the Steelers, obviously, are going to be starting Kenny Pickett. It became Pickett's first official NFL start, his debut. And the game is in Buffalo, and uh, the Steelers, obviously, are hoping for a jump for a push um, from Kenny Pickett. And so this will be a tough start for him because obviously he's in Buffalo with that weather, that defense, with Josh Allen playing the way that he usually plays. It's going to be a tough matchup for 
the Buffalo, uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the key for the Steelers, they just gotta keep it close enough, keep it competitive enough. I mean, their season is kind of hanging in the balance a little bit, just a little bit. Um, obviously, they need Ward back, which is gonna, um, which may not happen in a few more weeks. But more importantly, the Steelers have gotta find a way to get some traction in the passing game. They've gotta be able to try to hang with the Buffalo Bills. Will they, will they beat this? Will the Steelers upset the Bills? I don't think that will happen, but you do want to see the Steelers be um, even more better as an offense. They don't want, you know, last week obviously they had those turnovers and they didn't play their best. Um, but this week against a much better opponent, the only chance the Steelers really have in this game, if you look at it, is just really running the football and controlling the pace. If they can find a way to keep this game close, kind of tight, they could find a way to win this game, but I think the, the Bills are just obviously going to take advantage of some of the matchups. I think that you'll see a couple of guys have a big day for the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills will probably end up winning this game, um, pulling away late probably in the second half. Let's get to Miami and the Jets. Teddy uh, Bridgewater will be starting, it looks like, this Sunday. Um and Dolphins are obviously coming off a pretty tough loss to the Bengals in Thursday football. Um, they've always had some extra rest. And, um, uh, the key thing in this match is really you want to see can Zach Wilson continue to progress and play well against a defense that is going to be a lot better uh, for rested. Obviously, this game really comes down to the you know offense versus secondary cornerbacks. You know, so the Broncos, uh, sorry, the Dolphins have some excellent corners, and so. How well can Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis take advantage of that? Can they find success in the passing game and look better, um, you know, from the start of the game and to the end of the game? You know, I think for the Miami Dolphins, you just really want to see um, how well do they use Waddle and Hill to test their just defense. This game will really come down to um, which offense gets that one possession or so off a turnover or something like that to win the game. You know, it is a winnable game, I think, for the Jets because they're at home. But I think they will win only if and only if their defense is able to get pressure and be better up front. I think that's the only chance that they have in winning this game is being good on defense, especially up front, and giving the opportunities, a lot more opportunities to the Jets offense, Zach Wilson. If that happens, I think the Jets will find a way to win this game. But... If Miami is able to uh, kind of attack and secondary with like you know you're gonna have obviously Miles Gardner versus Hill or Waddle, you know those matchups uh, and obviously with Hill as well. Like how will the Jets defense kind of get up pressure up front and how do they kind of contain the speed of the Miami Dolphins in this game will be a, uh, a, a definite factor in this game. Uh, you have the Giants playing in London um, at, at the Green Bay Packers. Um, you know, the Giants are obviously a little banged up. You know, they're not going to have a couple of players traveling, obviously. I think Tyrod Taylor is there. I believe Jones will play. I don't really know if that's, that's determined or not yet. But uh, the Giants, obviously, they've found a way to be, uh, you know, have a they found themselves to have a winning record this year. Um, obviously, it hasn't been pretty, um, but they are the rain one. Uh, you've seen the running game and Barkley do some good things. Uh, the defense has come along a little bit 
better. Uh, obviously, he's still missing Leonard Williams, so that's one thing. Uh, the passing game of the Giants obviously leaves a lot to be desired. You know, we haven't really seen a whole lot from the passing game. I mean, there's been glimpses of guys stepping up here and there, but Kenny Galladay obviously has been a huge disappointment. And I thought it would change, obviously, with Dable, but, you know, Galladay obviously is a little bit nicked up as well. So, Giants passing game really doesn't have a whole lot going. I mean, there's some things that they can do offensively that, that may be good, but the Giants are winning with their running game, with their ability for Daniel Jones to obviously make some plays with his mobility. Um, I'm not too optimistic about the Giants winning in Green Bay, or sorry, winning against the Packers in London. I mean, Packers obviously aren't, you know, gelling as an offense completely yet, but I just feel like without Leonard Williams, I think the running game for the Packers may take over this game. So, I'm hopeful the Giants play a competitive game in London. You know, uh, they could keep it close early, but you know, they don't have Daniel Jones at full strength. They don't have Tyrod Taylor playing out there. Um, you know, I think it's going to be hard for them to to win this game. I think because the Packers, where they can exploit some matchups with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, especially with some of the younger wide receivers, I think that um, Giants only chance to win this game is Barkley having a huge game on the ground, controlling the pace. And... If he can find, if they can find a way to do that, they can probably win this game and upset, upset the Packers. But likely, the Packers obviously started to, uh, you know, kind of find their touch offensively a little bit. And I just think that this game will just come down to if the Giants can keep it to a one possession game. They might have a chance, but the Packers may win this game. Uh, I think they will take this game. I would be very, very surprised. I'd be happy if the Giants somehow prove me wrong and win in London against the Packers, but. It's a tough matchup, you know, if you don't have some of the personnel, especially on defense, that can contain the outside and the speed and the running game of the Packers. Um, got the Dallas Cowboys traveling to the Los Angeles Rams. Um, this is a big game for the Rams. They obviously have not looked good. Uh, well, they didn't look good last week, I would say. They just haven't looked that dominant or as good as they hoped to look early on this season. No doubt, obviously, winning the Super Bowl, having changes on the offensive line have changed some expectations. But this game really is all about can the Rams put up a better showing offensively. You know, they're going to against the Dallas defense that has been pretty surprising. They've been good the last two, three games. They've been able to get a couple of turnovers over their pass rush. You know, so this game really comes down to Matthew Stafford and this offense really finding a way to execute, finding a way to finish in the end zone and the plus side of the field. Um, for the for the Cowboys, it's just more about Cooper Rush obviously playing where he's been playing, the running game doing his thing, the defense doing his thing. Um, I mean, it could be, could be one of those games in which I think this is the kind of game where I think the Rams defensive line is really going to have to make an impact. I think they can make an impact in this game. I think it's a must-win for LA uh, more than it's for Dallas. Uh, I think the Dallas, the Lamb obviously going go, go against Ramsey, and you know you obviously have Bobby Wagner in the middle. I mean, the Rams you expect them to bounce back. I think they will bounce back against the Cowboys. I think they'll find a way to shut down the running game for Ezekiel Elliott, and I think they'll force Cooper Rush to do a lot more things in the pocket. So I'm going to pick 
the Rams win this game. I think they, they need to win more. I think Allen Robinson wins the week. Maybe he might be able to get more involved. I think you'll see a lot more better play from Nick Bay's offense. I think we'll see a lot more creativity. I think that Cooper Cup is due, due for a big game as well. He had one big game last week, but I think he'll do even more uh, this week. And I think he'll find a way. Uh, the Rams will find a way to win this game. The Cardinals will be playing host to the 4-0 Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Hurts and Kyler Murray. Obviously a nice, exciting matchup with young quarterbacks. Uh, the Cardinals obviously have found a way to win games, be successful a little bit. Uh, but then again, they still need a lot more from Kyler Murray. Um, you know, and this team obviously is coming around a little bit more better. Uh, the Eagles have looked very explosive offensively. Their defense has been solid. Uh, this is one of those games where it could be maybe a shootout, maybe in the mid-20s, mid-25s. Um, I think the key thing is can Kyler Murray, you know, find a way to have a chance at this game at the end. You know, can he lead a drive or so, pull away. Um, the key thing for this game, I think when it comes down to for the Cardinals, their defense has to find a way to slow down uh, the Eagles passing attack, try to slow down Hurts a little bit. Um, I think if they can find a way to do that, then they should be better. Um, you know, but... Um, I think if you look at what Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals, they need a statement win. This will be a prime opportunity to get a statement win. Uh, but they're going to need Kyler Murray, you know, with Ertz and uh, Marquise Brown really to have a big day. And I don't know if the Cardinals can do that at this point without without having DeAndre Hopkins. So because of that, I think Philadelphia is going to win. I hope Philadelphia doesn't lose a few games with it. But uh, because, you know, obviously we're helping the standings. But being objective about it, I think the Eagles just are a better team built to stop the Cardinals and their passing attack and, and Kyler Murray. And so I think that you'll see the game may be close, but I think the Eagles will find a way to pull it out because I think they have just a lot more playmaker. I think A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith will really have some big days. And they'll find a way to kind of take advantage of the defense uh, the Cardinals have been playing. Um, and they'll you know, put, up, put up a victory, I think. So, have that game going on. Uh, what else is going to be transpiring on Sunday? Have Washington, I think, taking on Tennessee. Um, Washington needs a win in a bad way. Uh, they have not looked as Chris Carson with a struggle a little bit. Uh, Tennessee has kind of regrouped and find itself a little bit. I just don't have a whole lot of faith in Carson Wentz in this offense um, to put up a good showing. I think Tennessee being at home, or I believe Tennessee is at home. Um, I think that Derrick Henry is due for a big day, another big day, another good performance. I think Ryan Tannehill, I haven't seen this Washington defense show any signs of slowing down anybody as effectively. You know, so I think that's because uh, I think because of that, I think that they don't, they don't have the personnel right now to, to, to get it done. I think Tennessee um, has kind of hit a stride a little bit. I think they've bounced back from a little bit of a rough start. I think they will find a way to produce some big plays. I think they'll get pressure on Carson Wentz, kind of force some turnovers on him. Um, I just don't think it's going to be a sloppy. I think it's going to be a sloppy game for Carson Wentz in, in the Washington Football Team. 
They may be able to exploit some of Tennessee's weaknesses in the back end, but I think when it comes to it, I think Tennessee will just find a way to pull this game out late because they they just have a better quarterback and a better running back, I think, in terms of style. And I think that's why they'll win this game. Um, you look at it, there's another matchup that's going to be pretty interesting this week, and that's going to be the Chargers at the Browns. Now, both teams are, um, you know, I think at 2-2, two and two, if I remember correctly. 2-2 two and two or uh, something along those lines. Uh, it's a big game for the Chargers and the Browns. I mean, both teams definitely need a win with those momentum. At Cleveland, you look at it, uh, they're going to have opportunities with the running game, obviously, with Chubb and, and, and Hunt to do some good things. Um, the key, to be honest, in this game is just more about, you know, quarterback play. Obviously, Herbert is uh, looking to kind of feed off what he did last week. Uh, Chargers have an explosive offense. They might get Keaton Allen back this week, possibly. I mean, it's going to be a fun matchup because, you know, you look at offense and defense. Some of the, I think, you know, obviously with Garrett and Clowney and all that. I mean, it could be a tight game. Um, but the key to this game is which offense produces more big plays. And now, Amari Cooper obviously had so he had a promising start. He's looked okay for the most part, but... You can't even produce enough big pass plays against this Chargers defense like other teams have been able to do, you know. And can Brissett avoid making that one turnover, that one mistake, you know. Um, I just think when it comes down to it, obviously Herbert's a better quarterback. The Chargers usually don't play well on the road. But I think in this situation, I think they will just be able to do a lot more than Cleveland's offense can do. I think Cleveland's only chance of winning this game is really controlling the pace with the, with the running game and having their defense make a play or two, but I don't think it'll be enough. I think, think Herbert, this Chargers offense, will get enough opportunities to take advantage of some of the Browns' weaknesses. And I think the, the Chargers will end up winning this game just because of Herbert, I think, being a little bit better. I think Staley will have a lot more things dialed up for Brissett. I think that, that the running game... The running game for the for the Browns, I think, will be neutralized to some degree because I think that you've seen obviously Sundays have been able to run the football well on the Chiefs defense, the Chargers defense this year. But I think this is one of those games where I don't think the running game will be good enough, or uh, you know, the running game for the Browns won't be enough. I think to, to win in this game, I think it will come down to some passing plays, it's a, it's a big pass plays. I don't think that Brissett is going to be able to do that as well in this game. Uh, I think that's why Chargers will end up winning this game. Uh, I think you have, you know, Houston and uh, Jacksonville playing. Uh, obviously, you look at the Houston Texans, they've obviously have not uh, had a whole lot of success winning anything. Obviously, one tie at the beginning of the year. And, you know, Jacksonville obviously coming off a pretty uh, tough loss against Philadelphia. I mean, this is probably one, one of those games where Trevor Lawrence may be able to kind of bounce back in a big game. And he should. Jacksonville should bounce back and have a big game. I think they're more better equipped to to be uh, to get you know take advantage of Houston's defense, and I think that's why you'll see. I think you'll see you know Jacksonville win this game just because of their ability to spread the Texans out and take advantage of some of the coverages and defenses that they might throw at them. So you have that matchup. Um, you got the 49ers 
taking on the Carolina Panthers. There's been a lot of noise about Baker Mayfield um, and this Panthers offense. There's also been um, just so much talk about Matt Rule and, you know, is he the right coach and that. I mean, the Panthers are in a situation where they need to get a win. They need a win in the most desperate way. Um, you just look at Baker Mayfield, he just hasn't played that well. You know, he's had some issues with ball security, you know, hasn't been football. I mean, you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, obviously Baker Mayfield has, you know, he's done some good things as well, but look at Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield head to head. I mean, both of them have had their opportunities. They haven't been great quarterbacks. They've been, they've had moments, excuse me, but they've been okay. And so, this game just really comes down to which quarterback actually does something, you know. Um, I don't know if Baker Mayfield is going to be able to have a whole lot of success against this Niners defense. That definitely uh, is coming off a big win against you know, the Rams. I think the defense of the, of the, of the 49ers is going to present a lot more challenges to running game. So I don't have a whole lot of faith in Baker Mayfield and the Panthers right now. I think that You'll see some of the success that Garoppolo had last week. I think carry over into this week. I think that the Panthers defense will be on the field too much in this game. And I think that at some point you'll see Diego Samuel, George Kittle get some big openings. And I think that the Niners will win this game in Carolina. I don't think that Baker Mayfield is the answer right now for the Panthers. They just can't find a way to offensively get things figured out well enough to the point where they can win this game. And that's why I just have more faith in the 49ers offense doing a little bit more better doing a little bit more better than the Carolina's offense it could be a close game don't get me wrong it could be a close game uh, but I just think that you'll see Debo Samuel and his 49ers defense make some plays I think they'll force a lot of three and outs on the defense and I think the Niners get their second win in a row um, uh, second straight win in a row or so uh so I've not got into yet. They've covered most of it, everything. Um, got that, got that, got that. Oh, so and you know, missing one came off the list. <laughs> so be it. But um, obviously on Sunday night football, um, you know, Bengals and Ravens. That's going to be a really exciting matchup. Uh, look at the Bengals. Look at the Ravens. Both teams offensively are looking to get it done. Obviously, the Ravens have had a couple of close losses this year, but their offense has kind of tailed off towards the end. Um, and the Bengals obviously have struggled with some injuries, a little bit of inconsistency. Uh, but this is a game which I think both quarterbacks and Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson are going to really be revved up to, you know, put up a lot of points early on. Um, this game, I think, will really come down to who has the ball last. Uh, I think that the Ravens are going to have an opportunity to do so in this game. So, I mean, you look at the Ravens secondary, they have to find a way to be better in the back end. They're going to be obviously challenged by Jamar Chase and um, T. Higgins and Boyd. Uh, how well do the Ravens kind of get the, you know, the Bengals off the field on third down or fourth down will be a key in this game. I think for Lamar Jackson, you just really want to see him continue to play well, but also finish it in the fourth quarter. They really have to finish this game. They need their defensive line to make some, to make some noise in this game. Um, 
This is one of those games which I think things like Burrow on the offense. I think Burrow's the Bengals. I think it will be. You saw what they kind of were able to do last week against Miami. They struggled a little bit getting some points, but this is a game in which both offenses could definitely put up points. And I think, as I said, it'll come down to which quarterback has the ball last. I think Lamar Jackson is going to be in a position to do so. Um, and I think that Lamar Jackson wins this game for the Ravens. Uh, I think that they definitely have had a couple of losses. Like I said, that John Harbaugh obviously is. Uh, lamented and his play calling a little bit. I think this is the game where I think the Ravens just continue to have to go offensive. I think they, they finish the deal. I think they, they close it out this time properly against the Bengals. Um, Bengals are going to still be a good team to watch it all year because of their quarterback situation. Obviously, with Joe Burrow, I mean, Bengals should be fine. But I think this is early contest in the season. I think that the Ravens have the edge. Um, I think you think in terms of offensive points and scoring it early on and often. I think the Ravens have done a good job of that this season better than the Bengals, and so that's why I'm going to go with the Ravens to win the game at home and, and uh, you know become 3-2 and two and take, take the lead of the division for, for, for right now. And then I think the last game I want to talk about is on Monday Night Football, and that is between um, that is between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, the Raiders definitely got a much-needed win, um, you know, last week. And so this is a game which, obviously, both teams are going to be looking to kind of build upon their offensive success somewhat, you know. And I think that... The key thing for the Raiders is being able to put up points to keep pace with the Chiefs. Uh, if they can keep it close, they could win. Very possibly, they could win. Um, but I think this game just comes down to uh, which offense really puts up a lot more points in the stretch. And I think the Chiefs are better built to do that. I think that you'll see them really slice the Raiders defense a lot in this game. And I think that overall, you'll see the Chiefs kind of finish this game out. Uh, I think we just keep it competitive. I think Devontae Adams and Derek Carr will have a good game, but I don't think it'll be enough to beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead this time around.